I'm Steve Ashley, and you're listening to the 258th one-hour edition of Hot Pipes. It being Halloween, I'm theming the first half of the show on this originally Celtic festival with some suitable music, of which one of the best-known contemporary tunes is Ghostbusters. Thank you. 
Zach Frame and the 330 Wurlitzer in Organ Piper Pizza, Milwaukee, with the title music from the 1984 film Ghostbusters. Uh, was it really that long ago? Oh my. That was a track from Zach's 2018 CD, It's About Time, which I reviewed in July last year. In way more sombre mood, here's a piece, The Black Lace Scene, composed and played by Stephen Ball, which he uses to accompany the 1925 Lon Chaney silent Phantom of the Opera. The organ is the 313 Barton in the Michigan Theatre Ann Arbor, Michigan. The Haunting Black Lake Scene, music for a silent film from Stephen Ball. One of the funniest spoof haunting movies was, at least for me, Beetlejuice, with that wonderful Deo scene. I would play that, but it's hardly Halloween, so instead, here's the main title theme from the Trio Combrio's Tales of the Chambers CD, featuring a mixture of organs, winded and digital, in the First United Methodist Church, Portland, Oregon, where Jonas Norwell has been the organist and artistic director for over 48 years.
the trio combrio, Donna Parker, Martin Ellis and Jonas Noble with the main theme from Beetlejuice. Black Eyes, also known as Dark Eyes, is a traditional melody from a country that's been much in the news recently, Ukraine. In its native country, it's a romantic song, with lyrics from a poem dating back to 1843. And the music that we know is by an Italian-British composer, Ferraris, and published in Russia in 1910. It doesn't get much more international than that. This is Brian Rodwell's spirited recording on the Lada Clapham Junction Wurlitzer, which dates from 1955.
Phew, the lady with the black eyes must have been exhausted after that. My next selection is really only relevant to the theme in name, Devilette. It was written by bass player Ben Tucker for a 1965 LP release by a combo led by jazz tenor saxophonist Dexter Gordon, and as the track notes state, it takes Ian McGlinchey back to his days playing in a jazz band. Thank you. 
Devilette, Ian McGlinchey playing his Paramount 341 virtual sampled theatre organ. Vern Langdon was a highly talented mask maker, a magician, a circus clown, a wrestler and a musician who studied with and was heavily influenced by Cola Pandit. A visit to Vern's website, perhaps maintained by him from the grave, tells of a very complex character who was, well, somewhat weird. But who's to say where the line is drawn between genius and oddball? <laughs> this is one of the tracks from an album called Music for Magicians, published in 1974, recorded on an unknown organ and entitled Dance of the Skeletons. Dance of the Skeletons, composed and played by Vern Langdon, mask maker to the stars. Remember Planet of the Apes? Those were his masks. Staying with the skeletons, or shall I say bones, for this next piece by songwriter Walter Donaldson in 1929, Taint no sin to take off your skin and dance around in your bones. Only one artist to my knowledge has recorded this on Theatre Pipes, Chris Elliott, twice. This is from his concert for the 2010 edition of the Pipe Organ Extravaganza when he played the 426 Robert Morton in the home of Paul and Linda Vandermolen in Wheaton, Illinois. Mm-hmm. 
The Prowl, written by British theatre organist Stanley Wiley and played in 2010 on the Wyvern Touring Organ by Trevor Bolshaw. The Wyvern Company constructs mainly digital classical organs voiced in the British style, to quote their website, and that particular touring instrument has 120 classical voices in addition to 29 theatre ranks. It was designed by Trevor in conjunction with theatre organist Arthur Lord, who had previously been general manager of the John Compson Company. To close out this section celebrating Halloween, this is Halloween. No, seriously, that's the name of the music, and it was written by Danny Elfman for the 1993 film The Nightmare Before Christmas. Charlie Bellock included this track on his Maestro CD, taped on the 478 Wurlitzer in Organstock Pizza, Mesa, Arizona.
This is Halloween, or should I say, that was Halloween, the end of today's first section. Now, I wonder who the old crone was at the end. Lou Williams, perhaps? <laughs> Sorry, Lou, just kidding. My second section celebrates the artistry of Bill Tandy, who died on September the 13th, which was also a Friday, aged just 64. Bill was born in Minneapolis, at some time relocated to Chicago, and moved to Kokomo, Indiana in 1982 to take up residency at the 312 Wurlitzer of the newly opened Pipe Dream restaurant located in an old renovated Kresge department store in downtown Kokomo. Unfortunately, there don't appear to be any recordings from the Pipe Dream. The first I have date from just before the Kokomo position and two concerts on the 328 Kimball Hybrid in the Hinsdale Theatre, Chicago. I'm going to Charleston back to Charleston and a very direct sound from the Hinsdale where the mics were placed directly in front of the chamber openings. That was taped in a 1982 concert and is the kind of music that Bill loved most, 1920s and 30s. Here's another track from the Hinsdale, recorded the year before, also in concert, and while the music dates from 1967, it's still very much in the style that he loved. This is the Lennon-McCartney hit, When I'm 64.
When I'm 64, from Bill's Hinsdale concert on March the 3rd, 1981. Regrettably, it seems he didn't make any commercially released recordings, so I'm most grateful for a raft of concert material that has been sent to me for this show. Bill Tandy was a self-taught musician who was first hooked on the theatre sound at the Hub Roll Rink in Chicago, and while in college in Michigan, he taught himself to play theatre pipes at the Temple Theatre in Saginaw. Following graduation, he took a playing gig at Sally's Stage, a restaurant in Chicago which had opened in 1977 and which was equipped with a 314 Barton. The Kokomo Pizza job lasted just five years until the pipe dream closed and was leased to Pizza Hut Express. Bill continued to play concerts and was featured in four American Theatre Organ Society conventions. In 2000, he played a Central Indiana chapter concert on the 318 Barton in the Warren Performing Arts Centre in Indianapolis. One of the items on his programme was a song that Jesse Crawford had recorded in 1929. It's a precious little thing called Love.
Just two weeks after that concert at the Warren Performing Arts Centre in February 2000, Bill was playing again at the Krughoff residence in Chicago on the 433 Wurlitzer. This is the Matt Gordon and Harry Warren 1942 hit for Glenn Miller, At Last.
last, Bill Tandy and the Krukhoff Wurlitzer from his concert on the 27th of February, 2000. Midnight Stars and You seems to have been an almost a signature tune for Bill as I have five concert performances of the song. It was composed by songwriters James Campbell, Reginald Connolly and Harry Woods in 1934 and the most prominent recording was made in England by Ray Noble and Al Bowley and is considered to be one of their finest recordings. Bill's arrangement very much keeps the 1930s style of Ray Noble's recording.
Midnight, The Stars and You. Bill Tandy in concert on the 427 Barton in the Rialto Square Theatre, Joliet, Illinois, in January of 2004. I had a heck of a job identifying this next waltz. It should, of course, be easy to name concert tracks from the artist's announcements. That is, if the title is correct, intelligible and actually announced. In this case, Bill quoted one of the lines from the lyrics, and the only clue was that Tom Ewell sang it to his hog, yes, hog as in pig, in the 1962 remake of Rodgers and Hammerstein's State Fair. And more than just a friend wasn't in the original 1945 State Fair. Oh, the joys of research, which of course would have been much, much harder without the internet. Just a Friend, and not Sweet Hog of Mine, as Bill Tandy announced during his 2010 concert for Steinway of Chicago, playing the four-manual George Wright signature Allen. Not that Bill is alone in misnaming song titles. I've come across many commercial organ releases with that same issue. Back to the Rialto Square Barton, and to a concert in February of 2012. This again is a song that is rarely played on theatre pipes, and one that I remember from my first HUS convention in Atlanta in 1978. It was Ron Rhodes' opener in the Atlanta Fox. It's the only surviving song from a 1926 Broadway show, Americana. I'll let Bill introduce it in his own inimitable way. I was going to tell you, oh, um, you know, I'm in the car business by day, 
this little story. I told one gentleman earlier. I had an elderly lady call me a week ago, and in a frail voice she said, do you have any reasonable cars? I said, well, ma'am, when do you find reasonable? She says, $1,000. <laughs> and I said, no, I don't have any of those, and if I did, I probably wouldn't want to sell you one. She said, why is that? I said, because it wouldn't be much of a car. It wouldn't be very good. She says, well, I bought a Bonneville two years ago for $1,200, and you don't know crap. And she slammed the phone out of me. So I guess you told me a lesson or two. Right. It's right in the engine bill say, it's rough out there. All right. Um, here's another kind of happy, heavy song, one called Sunny Disposition. This is a song I first heard Dennis Scott playing many, many, many years ago at the Hainsdale Theater when he did a concert there. And uh, later heard it more often, and here it comes.
natural ending to this tribute is a song celebrating Bill Tandy's adopted hometown, Kokomo, Indiana. It was written in 1947 for a film called Mother War Tights, starring Betty Grable and Dan Daly, a story about a vaudeville family. And that is also a fitting finale to this tribute. A friend who knew Bill well told me that since he didn't read music, he wasn't always the most accurate player, but he was certainly an entertaining performer. Bill knew how to woo an audience. Unfortunately, there weren't any announcements with the Krukov concert in 2000, or I would let Bill have the final say. Bill's day job in his later years was as finance manager for Sims Auto in Kokomo and was also co-host on a popular weekday radio talk show, Mail Call, on WWKI-FM. He was apparently a very private person and there aren't too many pages about his life on the net and it seems that his health, which hadn't been great in his later years, finally caught up with him. Rest in peace, Bill Tandy, 1955-2019. to That's all for this edition of Hot Pipes. Until the next time then, it's goodbye from Steve Ashley.